Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, we welcome in the spooky month of October by embracing and investigating our fears. All month long, we're talking about the fears we have about retirement and the actions we can take to get past those fears into the retirement we want. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. It is the first weekend in October, and this song will be played 7,000 times on local radio stations. (laughs) Welcome in, including this one. Welcome in to the Get Ready for the Future show. Yeah, that's Michael and the uh, gang there. Conjuring up the uh, zombies? Is that what they are, I guess, when yes. they come yep. back out? It was the original zombie apocalypse. It was. Right. 35 plus years ago, right? I mean, that's way back in the early 80s. But it is October, and it is the month of Halloween, and we're having a little fun on the Get Ready for the Future show, talking about fear all month long. It is Fear Factor Month. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his right, Troy Johnson to my left. Good morning, one and all. Good morning. morning. Welcome in as we... Get ready to settle in and embrace our fears. We're going to tell a few fear stories about what we're scared of and then share a few client stories because obviously there are a lot of fears connected to retirement. There are surveys out there that we've shared in our workshops that say Americans fear death or they fear running out of money more than they fear death. Now, that's that's pretty astounding, really, when you think about it, but it is something that we think about and it can really paralyze us. When it comes to doing the right things to get to retirement and to have the retirement we want. We're also in the second segment going to be interviewing a fear expert. Margie Kerr is a fear expert. She's had a TED Talk. Uh, She's written books about it. She's going to share with us how we actually like to be afraid which is very interesting. You know, people go to haunted houses this time of year and that's there's a big reason why. They want to get that jolt of adrenaline from being scared. But I'll tell you, when you think about guys our fears. I think about the first. I was thinking about as we set up this show. What was what was the time that I was probably most afraid? And you guys have heard the story. Yeah, it was when I went skydiving. Well, in that's my, in my twenties. You a crazy fool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one jumps out of a perfectly good airplane. Yes. I don't get it. Well, it was. I had created this, even though I was only twenty three years old. Had a bucket list of things I wanted to do. Right and. and and I don't know why, but skydiving was on it. And Is that I, the last thing you were going to do right before you died? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it, it was near the top of the list, yeah. you know. But again, I was not married and had, yeah. didn't have kids, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I was bulletproof. At 23 years old, you're bulletproof. Started my first job in, in Quincy, Illinois. They had this event called the World Freefall Convention where people came in from all over the country to just basically go up in planes and jump out of them and parachute down, of course. And rarely was there an accident. Rarely did anybody rarely. die. It did happen, though. But I decided, well... I was actually approached as an employee of the television station by the uh, general manager that basically the people who organized this event would allow one of the reporters to jump to skydive for free if they would do a story on it, right? And they had the cameras on the helmets where a guy would jump out in front of you and film you, you know, and record you. Is this anything like being the shark suit tester? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that I was tested. Look, look, I just did it. I just wanted to do it. Just looked out in the in the uh, in the newsroom and went, "All right, who's the biggest sucker out there? Let me. Oh, Inman, let's get him." I was the newest guy. I was only there. That was it. It wasn't tandem it was no it was, it was. tandem, okay. and, and that's the, the point that i'm yeah. getting to here is that you get a you got a one hour course on how to do it which i felt like was wholly amazing <laughs> <laughs> you get through 60 minutes and you're up crash Go. course in crashing that's yeah. good so you get up in this plane and i'm the only amateur up there there's a whole collection of professionals right they, they they're getting ready to do these nice formations that they do that you know, wouldn't give me any hands. kind of solace about that at all <laughs> So we reach altitude, and as soon as they throw open the uh, the door, all those guys are out in like 12 seconds, you know, and I'm the only guy left attached to my tandem professional jumper, right? Well, at this point, he had to drag me to the edge. I mean, that's not, I, I was really not sure I was going to do it. And I looked, especially when I got to the edge and looked out over the, uh, the landscape there, and here you are, you know, 
tens of thousands of feet or 10,000 feet up in the air about to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. But I did. And obviously, long story short, I'm here telling the story. So everything went pretty well. No problems there. I pulled my own chute and uh, and went down and, and, and landed safely. But the point there was that tandem jumper. You know, I don't know that I could have. Well, I don't think they would have allowed me, first of all. But yeah, I don't think that I would have been very comfortable at all with the idea of going the first time by myself. You know, it was just there was too much there to take in and too much there that could go wrong. Having a professional attached to me who was literally making sure as we tumbled out the airplane that we got in the right stance or the right Mm -hmm. position to land safely uh, made all the difference in that. And overcoming my fear was big for me at that age. Yeah, Don't want to do it again, though. (laughs) You know, the thing about that is that uh, you got a long time to think about it if you screw it up, you know. Yeah. You're you're just seeing it coming and coming and coming. (laughs) And so, you know, I think that's really where a lot of people do have fears of retirement, the markets, and that type of thing. Because it's a long journey in retirement. And if you run out of money in retirement fairly early or something, then you got a long time to live without having the resources that you, you really had been counting on. And, you know, I've got to say, when we think about fear and investing, we've got to talk about 2008, because that was the the pivotal moment for this generation of investors. Now, I I remember when the Dow fell 23 point, uh, 23% in one day back in 1987. And, but it was uh, it was a blip on the radar as opposed to that nasty recession we had in 2008. Even though that 23% decline in one day was more dramatic and more impactful, yeah. that, uh, in that, a day. Yeah, yeah. that whole 2008 journey really left a lot of people scarred, Janet. It, it did. And that scar, it, you know, it gives them a memory that, that triggers that fear on an ongoing basis. But I, I want to talk about fear in a little bit different way. Instead of something that was actually realized, like the loss. Losses in 2008. Um, most fear comes from something you're thinking about that will actually never happen. Like Scott had fear about jumping out of that airplane. He would surely he thought, okay, you know, I actually could die. I could break a whole lot of bones. I could be paralyzed. There are all these fears that went through his mind, none of which became his reality because he worked with somebody who was a professional and knew what he was doing. He was prepared through this other person to take that journey. And the same is true of retirement. You know, so many people, it's not about really the fears that you have after running out of money. It's the fear that you might maybe sort of possibly kind of, you know, run out of money. Mm -hmm. And for most people, that never actually becomes their reality. But that fear paralyzes them. And I think you bring up a good point about, you know, Scott had a professional attached to him, not yes. just any professional, but somebody that had some experience. And I think when it comes to uh, fear of retirement, uh, Troy, it pays to have somebody that has uh, have a team, at least, that has gone through that and they know the ups and downs of the market. They know how to deal with recessions and bad markets. Yeah. And that's that's kind of 90 percent of our job is managing people's you know fear or Uh, how they feel about the markets, right? Uh, If you think about somebody that might have been a little bit younger, maybe middle-aged going through 2008, if they had someone that kind of talked them through that, well, yeah, they may have taken a dip in their portfolio, but look at where we are now. As long as they didn't get too right. fearful and jump out of the market at the low point, then they still it still worked out okay for them. You know, my my fear. Everybody at this table knows my fear is snakes. Yes. And Bert White is is uh, our our chief investment officer at LPL is fond of telling you know how to survive an anaconda attack. And one of the things he says is, "Don't panic." Mm-hmm. Uh, you're done. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> you're done. history. Uh, but you know, if an anaconda is eating you, just be still and don't panic. And it's this long story, and, and we'll get into it at some other time. But but essentially, it is when people panic that that fear becomes reality because the thing that they fear the most actually begins to happen when panic sets in. Up next on the Get Ready for the Future show, our interview with Margie Kerr. Margie is a fear expert. She's written books and given talks on the topic, and she joins us right after this. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. Do you worry about retiring? How much is enough? Can I achieve my retirement goals? 
Hi, I'm Scott Inman for Genwell Financial Advisors, and we've been helping Arkansans retire for 14 years. Get answers in less time than it takes to check social media. Visit 15minuteretirement.com, and we'll gather some information, analyze your success rate, and provide the coaching for any needed changes. Type 15minuteretirement.com to get started on your 15-minute retirement checkup today. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwell Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Up on the fastest four minutes in investing this week, we are talking about impeachment. That, of course, became a headline last week when Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, said she would support an impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump. And this has only happened, John. Three other times in U.S. history, Yep, we're not going to talk about the one in 1868. We don't have any market-related data, but the, the subject of our fastest four minutes in investing is, so what happens to stocks or what happens to the market when this disruption happens? Is it really a black swan event or, or does the market keep on rolling? Well, we've got two instances. 1868, by, by the way, was Andrew Johnson. Yep. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. A little bit of history lesson, but they don't have we don't have any data. But we do have data from uh, Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton, the other two times that were impeachment inquiries uh, and they began. And, and when you look at these impeachment inquiries, you have two starkly different situations in the market that happen. Yeah. But it's really, I don't think it has a whole lot to do with the impeachment process. I think it does have a lot to do with what's going on with the economy around uh, the time that that impeachment process happened. So, you know, stocks fell as much as 20% ahead of Bill Clinton's impeachment inquiry that began in October of 1998. And we saw a vicious bear market in 1973. 374 when they impeached Richard Nixon in the in the House. Now, neither of those guys got convicted in the Senate. Right. Richard Nixon actually resigned prior to it going to the Senate, and Bill Clinton uh, survived a impeachment vote, a trial in the Senate, and, and survived that. But, you know, when you take a look at what's going on with anything in the, pol- in the political area, so much of it is driven by what the underlying market looks like. So when you look at the markets in 1973-74, obviously we had a bad recession during that time. And then you look at stocks 12 months later uh, during the Nixon administration and and the beginning of the Ford administration, uh, 15.3% negative return on stocks one year after Richard Nixon left office. One year after Bill Clinton was impeached, stocks were up 39.3%. And so when you look at this, it's not so much what happens as far as impeachment is concerned. It's about the markets. And so that brings us to, Scott, uh, we're rolling into October. Uh, You know, our uh, uh, theme on the Get Ready for the Future show is this is Fear Factor Month because people's fears really kind of rise in October because of the history of the market. And so we're on watch here at GenWealth and at LPL Research. We are on watch about what's going on with volatility. Now, we had a very unusual, less than volatile September. Uh, we were actually up on the S&P 500 from beginning of September to the end of September. So uh, the volatility really didn't show up that much. October may be a different deal because there's a lot of history around the markets in October and what have you. And so when you throw an impeachment inquiry on top of that, uh, it does kind of cause a little bit of concern about how volatility is going to roll. But again, if you think about the underlying economy, the underlying economy is chugging along fairly well, uh, about a 2% economic growth rate, not bad. So that could portend better things down the road, even though we are going through an impeachment inquiry right now. Yeah, and some other uh, color to provide there, statistically too, or historically, when the first three quarters of the year have been up as high as they were in 2019, the fourth quarter is usually up too. So it may be a bumpy ride, but there still may be some gains in the market by uh, year's end. So don't let the impeachment inquiry affect your investment decisions. That is it for the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and for listening on the Get Ready for the Future show when we're back with more of the program right after this. More wisdom from Arkansas's most listened to financial talk show is just around the corner after the break. Stay tuned. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. 
talking about fear, and it's Fear Factor Month all October long as we welcome you back to the Get Ready for the Future show. And Margie Kerr is our guest in this segment. Margie is an author and speaker on the subject of fear, an expert, we'll call it, on fear. We're going we're gonna to dive in with her on why that is. Margie, welcome to this program. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we are glad to have you with us. So let, let's start with uh, how does one decide to become an expert on fear? <laughs> Well, I uh, I actually, I've always really loved going to haunted houses and watching scary movies and doing lots of thrilling types of things. But I also, um, you know, knew that fear was a, a huge factor in people's lives and society. So I just wanted to understand fear from every angle and get a big picture of it because I knew it wasn't all a bad thing. So uh, that really motivated me to understand why people like to do scary things, but also how we can have a better uh, relationship with fear in our own lives. So let's pick up on that. Why do people like to be afraid or fearful? What's the psychology behind that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. My colleague and I did uh, two years of research um, at a haunted attraction looking at uh, both self-report data, why people said they were going there, and uh, different types of psychophysiological measures. And we found that doing scary things, it does improve people's mood. So it does make you feel better. Um, and that those changes are related to feeling like you actually did learn something about yourself and feeling like you did challenge your fears. And so it's, you know, it's very much a, a kind of a similar experience of choosing to climb a mountain or run a 5k. It's that decision to do something that is going to be stressful, that involves elements of risk uh, and making it through. Um, so even though we know it's fake, even though we know nothing is going to hurt us, that sense of satisfaction and accomplishment uh, is still there, is still real. So it kind of works like a in the moment self-esteem boost and kind of confidence boost. Margie, what role would, would you say that uh, education plays in overcoming fears? Does, does it, is that part of why people go to haunted houses? Like, okay, I lived through it. This is, I've learned that I can survive that. What do you see? I think it is a, a kind of an education in the self, you know, learning about how your body changes in times of stress and, uh, and gaining those experiences where, you're taken all the way up to kind of your max level of stress and anxiety and uh, uncertainty, and then having that experience of coming back down to normal. And so it's it's not only a a memory of going that full kind of cycle, but also a, a physical memory of your body knowing, okay, I can be this stressed, I can be this kind of scared, uh, and I know I'll eventually come back down. I won't feel like this forever. And that's where a lot of fear lives is that uncertainty of like, oh my gosh, I just can't feel like this forever. So having moments where you experience the full cycle can kind of work to um, build a sense of, of distress tolerance, of tolerating that feeling. Marty, we obviously uh, deal with fear uh, in the client room at Gen Wealth when we're working with folks when it comes to uh, their money, their finances, and retirement. Want to want to talk to you a little bit about how those two worlds can connect. Um, what do you think when it comes to in your experience with dealing with fear? Sometimes it can paralyze us. We don't make a decision at all when it comes to our personal financial matters, but also we can make the wrong decisions based on our emotion. How do you, how do you think that fear correlates with uh, our financial decisions? Well, I just I love that that you guys are doing this show because our finances are one of the biggest fears that people have today. I mean, when we look back through human civilization and history, our fears were were very much in the moment of, you know, there's a charging bear, there's a, a lion that's trying to eat me. But today, when you talk to people, it is fear about their financial security. And when you look at, at finances, that's where we, most of us experience the most um, uh, uncertainty and, and risk. And so it really is challenging us to confront that. And, uh, and so I, I just am just thrilled that you guys are talking about this because there's a lot that um, people can uh, do to overcome that that sense of anxiety. And it starts with just even admitting and accepting that finances are terrifying, you know, bringing fear into the conversation and confronting it and saying, you know, what is my relationship to 
financial security and uncertainty. Um, and a lot of that feeling has to do with, you know, a person's experience with financial security. So look, I always encourage people, whatever fear they have to sit down and write their experience with it. You know, growing up, was there a sense of, of uncertainty around finances? Were there moments where there was a real threat of, you know, of being poor, of going without, uh, and how did that evolve into adulthood? Um, because even when, you know, adults say they, they, uh, experience a lot of financial windfall and, and have a lot of, of savings, if they have an experience of feeling insecure around finances, um, that's going to stay with them unless they, you know, kind of confront it and, uh, and think about it and, and try to, to overcome it. Um, but I think that the, that confronting piece is, is really central and, and just recognizing that it's a scary thing to think about finances today. Um, and through kind of acknowledging it, then you can start kind of strategizing. Margie, I know that you have done a lot of uh, work uh, around, you know, fear in, in locations like haunted houses and things of that nature. And it kind of strikes me that, that oftentimes people just don't want to go into a haunted house alone. They want to go with somebody, especially somebody that's maybe been through it before. Uh, speak about that companion relationship in, in dealing with fear or that, that coach relationship, if you will, because that's a role that we fill here at Gen Wealth a lot of times with people because we have walked that path before with many other clients and they've never gone down that path before, but oftentimes they're looking for someone who has. Yeah. And it's a, a beautiful thing about evolution that we have evolved to, to do better together in times of stress. Um, so research shows that when we uh, experience something that's scary, that's stressful with someone that we trust, it makes it less scary. Uh, it really does at a physiological level, at, at every level, we feel better. We feel more equipped to, uh, to handle that fear. And it's, uh, it's kind of a, an ironic thing, but when you can make um, fear safe or, or put in kind of support systems like other people, um, like, uh, you know, having a, a writing down kind of what, what the knowns are, what you know about things, um, it makes it easier to engage with the scary thing. So having a partner there, having somebody that you trust to, um, to confront with you is, is, is absolutely key. So let's talk about a phenomenon that we've seen when it, it comes to retirement. People are often totally convinced that they don't have the ability to retire, even though they they simply really just haven't taken stock of what they do have and how retirement might be possible. Margie, why would you say that people do that? Well, we, we have also evolved a, a negativity bias. So we do tend to focus on uh, the downside or the potential threats um, more quickly and and linger on them longer than the the positives and you know evolutionarily that's worked out to our advantage to be able to spot threat and uh, and react quickly but unfortunately with you know how our fears have changed and with financial planning requiring you know a a, a long view um, it means that we have to be very intentional about bringing focus and awareness to the positive side to saying, okay, well, these are my concerns about the future, but look at what I have and trying to give even more weight to the positive to balance it out, to kind of counter that instinct to only focus on the negative. Um, because again, you know, just throughout human history, it's been advantageous to always try to accumulate more, to, you know, eat as much as we can to try and, and make it through, um, in times of, of famine. But today that's very different. You know, we, we have to be able to say, okay, no, um, I know that my instinct is to focus on the negative, but look at what I do have. I think that's interesting what you say there, because we do find, especially people who are still raising families uh, and still maybe a little while off from retirement, it is still about the day to day. It is still about getting through the day. So, you know, you mentioned the importance of confronting fear, but once it's confronting, confronted, I think it's really important to think about casting that vision of your future. And, and how important is that when it comes to overcoming fear, having that we, we, we develop plans, written financial plans, written retirement plans for our clients and having that to look to and then be able to envision a future that, that is that helpful in alleviating fear? 
Oh, absolutely. Because it, like you said, it is, we do get stuck in the, in the moment to moment. And so having even a document, having a, uh, a mental shortcut to be able to say, no, I know that I did that. I know that I've got a spreadsheet. I know that I've got a plan in place. I know that, that these points are taken care of will serve to, um, to reduce the anxiety in the moment. And over time, it'll become less anxiety each time. It takes time to kind of change our reactions to things in the moment. But by being able to say, okay, because I know, I mean, I'm sure everybody wakes up sometimes and is like, oh my gosh, where's all my money? Um, being able to, in that moment, say, oh, it's there. It's, you know, with this person that I trust and they're on it. Um, and And each time you do that, each time you kind of, can uh, have a mental shortcut to that document or that person um, or that knowledge that th that plans are in place, it will reduce that anxiety over time. Margie, we have just about a minute and a half left, but I, I do want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners uh, where they can find some more information about you, uh, resources that they could uh, find helpful. Uh, what What is it that you're, you're doing and, and providing for folks? Uh, well, I, I do have my book, uh, Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear, which is a look at uh, how and why people engage with scary material, but also focuses on how you can use um, scary experiences to build a sense of, of confidence, to kind of become more comfortable with uh, uncertainty. And uh, my website, uh, margiekerr.com, has all of my information on that. And then I'm also working um, with a colleague, Greg Siegel, at University of Pittsburgh. We're looking at how uh, we can potentially improve exposure therapy to really help people uh, overcome and confront you know, fears that have become significant in impacting their, their daily life. So, um, yeah, lots of, lots of things going on. And with it being October, I have to ask, how many haunted houses are you going to attend between now and October 31st? So far, I've I've only done one, but I've got about at least five on on my list. <laughs> Good <laughs> so, stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to making the rounds. All right, Margie, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. That's Margie Kerr, sociologist, author, speaker, and expert on fear. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com/radio. We'll be right back. From the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. Part of our guidance when we act as your personal retirement guide is education. We are education-driven, strategy-based, and team-delivered at GenWealth. And part of our education lineup includes our GenWealth Academy workshops. We have opportunities that are always free for you to attend and learn about certain topics around finance and your retirement. And let me tell you about the next three that are coming up. We have three in the month of October, our Fear Factor Month. This is quite appropriate, in fact, because two of them will be focused on Social Security. And who out there listening hasn't had a little bit of fear when it comes to the future of Social Security? We're going to set the record straight on that with our uh, team member, Stephanie Smith, who is a former longtime employee of the Social Security Administration. She will join us on October 15th at 630 at the Benton Event Center. So if you're in Saline County, that's the next opportunity. Let me hang out on that one for just a minute sure. because we happen to have all four people on the radio here today are Saline County residents. GenWealth is a Saline County founded business. We started here. We have stayed here with our home office all of these years. We love Saline County. We do a lot of events, frankly, in Little Rock. But we are coming back home, so to speak, for this one. And we would love to see the rest of our Saline County friends and family come out and join us on October 15th at the Benton Event Center, 6.30 p.m. for Social Security. We have another Social Security opportunity as well on October 29th at Mike's Place in Conway. Either of those, free to attend. You can sign up by going to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events. So October 15th in Benton, that's a week from next, uh, that's about a week and a half away. And Mike's Place in Conway on October 29th. And then we also have one in Little Rock. Our big Little Rock event this month is October 22nd at 6.30 at the Little Rock Crown Plaza Hotel. And that's on the three big risks. Need to find out the three big risks we believe are universal to all people trying to retire and strategies 
to present possible solutions to attacking those risks. So appropriate in this month, this fear factor month, as we talk about, boy, I want to say thanks, by the way, in the last segment to Margie Kerr. Great uh, stuff from her. You can find out more about her uh, her books and her talks by going to MargieKerr.com. And that's M-A-R-G-E-E. That's right. A little bit different spelling, yeah. right? But she had some uh, great insight into the psychology of fear and how it basically can paralyze us. And we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about how to overcome that. You know, a lot of, we mentioned in the first segment that surveys have showed that people fear running out of money more than they fear death. So when it comes to what we do, and that's help people retire and with retirement income plans, we deal with that on a daily basis. And a lot of this is stirred up, I think, by what they get in the marketplace. And by the marketplace, we're going to go ahead and say media. I mean, I spent my I spent a lot of my career in the media and I understand how the media works. And it's not, especially where I was, never an intentional, agenda-driven thing, but certainly you go back to the if it bleeds, it leads mentality. Mm-hmm. The, the, the more fearful you become by a story that is presented, that is probably where the media is going to spend a lot of their time. You know, I, I actually was just uh, happened to run across this, not intentional um, research for this show, but I happened to run across an old 60 Minutes piece that was broadcast probably back in 2008 when we were in the financial crisis. And you guys have already brought that up in the first segment today. Americans lost a lot out of their 401k. And the whole gist of the piece was investigating whether the 401k was a good retirement plan. And and the point being, well, it can't be a good retirement plan. It must be a horrible retirement plan because look at the statements. Look at the statements here. People had, and they were interviewing people, having them pull right. out their statements and show them. And they'd lost, you know, 35, 40% like most people did. But never once was it mentioned that that was a snapshot in time. And never once was it mentioned, Janet, that they'd also gotten an employer match along the way and some of that money they were down wasn't even theirs. Yeah, so let's walk through that. Let's say somebody had a million dollars going into it. They're down 40%, so they're at 600000 I mean, does it hurt? Yeah, but... The important thing to remember in that, if you're looking at whether or not it's a good or bad thing to have a 401k, if you got a dollar for dollar match, then by my calculations, you're still not even into your money in terms of what was contributed. And oh, by the way, you probably didn't contribute 500000 because that would assume you contributed 500000 the business contributed 500000 and there had never previously been any growth. We're way not into what you put into it. You still have icing on the cake, so to speak. Okay, so it's a mindset thing. And and Troy, you were talking about some other considerations about like where we are now in comparison. Right. Yeah. I mean, before 2008, the market was doing pretty well. We had a big dip. But if you just stayed in the market and didn't get too fearful and sell out of everything and then just kind of rode that out, you're measurably above where you were even before 2008. Um, the other thing about the 401k, I thought that was kind of funny. You think about how many millionaires there are that are out there right now and how many would there be if the 401k was not right. an option? Yeah. I mean, most millionaires don't yeah. receive their money through inheritance. Most millionaires are actually self-made and a lot of people accumulate that money through their 401k. Yeah. It, it, the, let's, let's boil it down to this. There are healthy fears and then there are unhealthy fears. Right. And then there are people who take advantage of your fears. So, you know, when I was a kid, my dad, uh, very vividly, you know, demonstrated to me one day about how I needed to stay away from the, uh, the blowout from the lawnmower, you know, yes. that where the, where the grass is, is, you know, exiting the lawnmower, yeah. you know, the platform of the or lawnmower. Or a stick that might sever your leg. Yeah. yeah uh, there you. was a, there was a, <laughs> a piece of metal or something that was in the yard and, and it got mangled in there and shot out and hit a wall of our house. And he took me over and he showed me the shrapnel, if you will, and showed yeah. me the hole yeah. and said, son, you've got to stay away from this because this could be you as opposed to the wall here in the house. And we had to fix the wall and all that. That was a healthy, you know. That's uh, a respect thing, not yes, a fear thing. Yes. Reverent, yeah. reverent fear. Yes, yes, it was reverent fear. It was like, okay, if I get in front of that, then I could be toast, you know. Yeah. And so that was good. But then, you know, you go on and there are the things that are just not healthy, like this 401k thing. You know, how many people 
How many people's mindsets were damaged by that 60 minutes report about that and went, I, I'm just never going to do that again. And all, you know, because they didn't understand. We fear oftentimes what we don't understand. Right. And then there are what I call the merchants of fear. Those people who want to capitalize and take advantage of your fear. And we see that when the gold bugs come out. You know, if there is some little, you know, blip on the radar as far as the economic or the uh, political scene is concerned. Well, here comes all these ads about the world's going to hell in a handcart and you need to buy gold, you know, and 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 you have to understand that when somebody is doing that to you, you're being manipulated. Yeah, you are being basically conned into their thinking. You know, the tax rates are going to 90 percent. Well, can you do anything about tax rates? And, and likely the tax rates are not going to 90%. They never have been at 90% except for the most wealthy people. And the people that come in that are fearful of that are people that well, they don't have they would enough never apply. They would never yeah. apply to them. And so you've got to think about, you know, are you being given a reverent fear about something in an educational format? Are you just being scared? You know, when you were a kid, you know how uh, sometimes people, they figure out that you were afraid of something and then they run at you with it and what have you. Those people need to be beat. Yeah, that's just all there is to it. And that's the same thing today when you look at the merchants of fear in the financial industry. They are trying to scare you into putting your money with them so they can get some advantage on you and, and make some money from it. And and that is just, to me, reprehensible. Well, and that 60 Minutes piece, they, they were talking about what had happened at the present and assuming that it was never going to get better. And yeah. then, then I hear what you're talking about is more of prediction mindset, you know? And, and how many times have you heard people predict things that don't come true, right? I mean, Tons. how do they possibly look into the crystal ball and, and, and do that? But I do think it's probably worth... Uh, changing the dynamic of the conversation here just a little bit, because when we talk about the uh, financial crisis and 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 maybe the next, um, maybe not financial crisis, but the time where we go into a recession and we do have a drawdown and the market does have a big correction, we're talking, we've been talking about just riding that out, but that obviously has a lot to do with where you are in life, right? I mean, it, it depends on if you're 20 years from retirement, absolutely. You, you've got plenty of time for that market to recover. But Troy, a lot of what we're talking about today is retirement driven. And it, when we talk about the three big risks, which the workshop's coming up, an opportunity to talk about those, you do have to have a more robust investment strategy to prepare for that next downturn. Right. And that's what we do here at Gen Wealth. You know, if you're in retirement or nearing retirement, then, then the approach we like to take is to kind of split up those assets that you've accumulated where you've got a portion of the assets, say the money you're going to use in the first, you know, 10 years of your retirement. We want to take a more conservative approach with that. And then you've got money that you're going to use, let's say, going out 16 years plus, you know, on that portion of the money, if you don't need it for a decade and a half and we do have a downturn in the market, well, we're going to manage that money. So hopefully we don't catch all the downturn that the market gets or gives us. But even if that does take a little bit of a dip, it doesn't ruin your plan. Your, your income stays the same. You haven't like gone off the tracks here. So if you're approaching retirement, John, the, the synopsis here is the antidote to fear is having a plan. Yeah, being prepared. When I fly, if there's going to be bad weather, I take some Dramamine because I know that there's nothing I can do about that plane, you know, ha encountering some turbulence. And if I don't encounter some turbulence, okay, I took some Dramamine. It's not that big a deal. I might be a little bit sleepy or whatever, but I am prepared. I also put my seatbelt on and make sure it's doubly secure. I also make sure that all my stuff is out of the way, you know, so it doesn't fly around in the airplane, but it doesn't keep me off of an airplane. It, it clearly is being prepared for the risk that you're going to take. And I think that's where most people really kind of fall off the rails on this is that they think, oh, there's a risk here. So I'm going to avoid that risk. I'm just going to totally check out. And they don't understand that when you totally check out of risk, you're really running into a different kind of risk. And most of the time that involves an inflation risk by not being able to have your money keep up with the cost of living and, and have some growth and some offset in your later years because you got out of something that could give you some lift against inflation for in, in deference to maybe getting a one or 2% return and go, oh, I didn't lose any money. Yes, but you lost buying power in the long term. So they robbed from Peter to pay Paul in a sense, Janet, because they don't really understand how to be prepared for that risk. 
You know, we have continued to talk about being education-driven here at GenWealth, and that has been true of us since our foundation. It's just who we are, and we believe that education is the antidote to most fears. Now, John, on the whole snake thing, I don't have an answer for you. You're just going to be afraid. <laughs> education is I, not going to totally help understand. you on that. <laughs> I totally understand that snake will kill me, so I stay the heck away from it. <laughs> but for most things – Education is your antidote for fear, not for phobias, but for fear. So check out our blog that we've got about fear factors, because this is going to help you understand a little bit more about what you can do about the retirement fears that you have. Our final segment on the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Exploring fears. It's Fear Factor Month in this spooky month of October. And we've talked uh, most of the show about I'll lose all my money in the market. That's that's the fear that we, we deal with a lot for folks who are coming in, especially uh, if they rode out 2008 or experienced 2008 and, and saw their 401k balances go down or their investment balances go down. And also, especially where we are now, 10 years into a bull market. We're going to talk now about the fear of outliving your money. And if that's you, when you think about, well, I am fearful of not having enough money in retirement. That's probably based somewhat on taking a look at what you have saved, right? You're, if you're walking into the retirement red zone 10 years or less and you're starting to think about how am I going to make this money last, if you don't think you will, then maybe it's because there's the absence of a plan. And we're going to talk a little bit about walking through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process in this segment, John. And, and that's what we do with our clients every day, build a retirement income plan. And, and, and we use that terminology a lot, but I think it's probably a good idea to maybe really hone in on what that is. Because I think sometimes when we sit with clients and they have had even past experiences with another advisor, it is hard to hard to work their mindset around the fact that there's going to be an income stream that is consistent and over time get raises because it's just not a concept that they've ever really been exposed to. Yeah, and mo- most financial advisors are not uh, gifted in that area. You know, when you think about a financial advisor, that's kind of a generic term. But, you know, much like the medical profession, there are those of us who have created an entire career around a specialty. Yeah. And a specialty in retirement income planning is where you really want to go to with uh, in looking at the plan that you have for retirement. But let's go back to the plan and let's let's think about what a plan is. A plan is something that takes the emotion out of your decision making before you have to make the decision. Let me give you a very basic example that everybody can really understand on this. So let's say you've got your Social Security checks coming in, and maybe you've got a pension, maybe you don't, but you've got that guaranteed source of money coming in. And then on top of that, let's say that your investments are sending you $3,000 a month, and something happens might be good. It might be, hey, you want to buy, you know, a a trailer, you know, whatever. We've had trailers, we've had shops, we've had life crisis, good news, bad news, whatever. And you call and you say, hey, can you send me $40,000? Well, who determines and what determines whether that's okay? Now, at the end of the day, it's your money and you can take it if you want to. But what your advisor at GenWealth is going to do is to go back and look at the plan and say, if we take $40,000, you know what, we're actually ahead right now. It's okay. It's not going to impact your income. We can keep sending you $3,000 a month. Or, hey, we can do that. I understand you want to do that. But let me help you understand, if we do that, your income is actually going to need to reduce to $2,500 a month so that you don't run out of money. And if you plan for those types of things beforehand, then you take the emotion out yeah. of the decision-making process. And then you you walk through this very logically because, let's face it, guys, most people make money mistakes when they allow their emotions to dictate their logic in this. So going back to that example, what if you didn't have a plan as a guide? What if there was nothing in writing? You just call and go, hey, I need $40,000, and your financial advisor sends you $40,000. What's the impact? You don't know. 
you don't know until it's way too late to change your decision. Yeah, I've had discussions with clients before where they call up and they say, I want $100,000 for something. Do they have $100,000? Sure they do. Is it the right thing for them to do to take that $100,000 against their need for continuous income in retirement? Probably not. And so it's kind of that whole thing that I talk about all the time. Somebody stop me before I do something stupid. You yeah, know? it keeps you from being lottery winner broke. Yeah. You know? And, and, and just because you're, you're enabled to do it just because you can do it scott doesn't mean it's the best thing for you that's a great application to almost anything in life yeah and without you know and i think about the pre-retirement years without that plan you know when you talk about i'm i'm fearful of running out of money before i run out of time what does that do to you what is the reaction to that fear well and oftentimes i think the clients that we see they're talking about well i'd like to retire at 65 but it's probably going to be 70 or i've got i'd like to retire at 67 but it's probably going to be 72 because they don't have that plan in place to understand a consistent income is going to be provided for them. And when you don't understand that, Troy, it's easy to just go, I'm just going to keep working and keep saving. And then what happens is your retirement isn't what you wanted it to be because you don't ever retire until a health crisis that forces you out or something like that. Yeah. The other thing is this, this whole process, if you're not working with somebody can just feel very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and and fear, you know, it goes back to fight or flight Mm -hmm. and some people will buckle down and they'll save as much as they can, even if they don't have an advisor. But a lot of people, if, if they're not working with someone, they just won't do anything at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's definitely not going to work out for right. you. That's for sure. You know, when you go back to a couple of stories that we've related on this show and at workshops and what have you, there, there's two that come to mind here. One is, Troy, the, the uh, situation that you were just talking about, someone who worked way past the time that they really needed to work because they just couldn't see themselves retiring because they just needed a little bit more and ended up up passing away before they yeah. ever really enjoyed life and really got to spend time with family and friends and all of that type of thing. So there's where fear comes into play and really caused that person to make a wrong decision. And then there is the other side of the coin where it's this, uh, the famous story, Janet, of, of our worst appointment ever, yeah. uh, where we've walked in and, and here's this lady that had retired at age 50 because somebody talked her into this, this whole deal of, oh yeah, we can get you this kind of rate of return and it, you'll be just fine. She retired with a million three at 50. She had $300,000 when she came to see us at 57 yeah. and probably going to run out of money and no uh, prospect of really going into her 60s with any money at all and was facing the prospect of having to go back to work in a situation where she didn't think that uh, she was going to have to, to work at all after 50. Both of those are, are you know, unfounded things that, that really uh, came to fruition for po- folks in a completely different way because they didn't have the proper guidance. So if you'd like to learn more about that Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, we want to walk you through how you can take the next step. You can reach out to us a couple of different ways. We have an office number that is the main office number in Bryant, but we have locations in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. And this singular number will get you in touch with an advisor in any of those offices. 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist, and she'll get you on the phone and ask you a few questions and get you set up with an advisor near you. The process from there, you can also reach out via email, by the way, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. But the process past that is a, a an, what we call an initial appointment that takes about two hours of your time. We'll have a conversation. That's what the appointment is. It is about your goals and where you are now and where you want to be. And then at the end of that first appointment, we'll take a look at whether it makes sense for us to build that plan for you. But again, when you think about all the people who are listening that may be 10 years or less out from retirement and don't have that retirement income plan, doesn't it make sense to walk through that ready-to-retire process to get some answers, to take a look at do you have enough to retire when you want to retire and have the retirement you want based on the plan? So we have just a few minutes left. I want to tell you a little bit about the uh, workshops again, too, because we're going to talk next week about optimizing Social Security. That is another big fear uh, when we talk about Fear Factor Month. And we have a couple of opportunities for you to find out more about where we are uh, with Social Security. What's the future look like? And then claiming strategies. What if you are walking up on retirement and need to know when and what and how do you claim? Stephanie Smith 
who spent 27 years with the Social Security Administration, is now on the Gen Wealth team. She's retired from Social Security and she's come on to our team. And that's one of the things she does for our clients in meeting rooms. And she presents at these Social Security workshops. So bring your questions on October 15th at 630 at the Benton Events Center. That is the next opportunity. So if you're in Saline County listening today, we want you to join us at the Benton Events Center. And then we're also going to be at Mike's Place in Conway on October 29th at 6.30 talking about Social Security. So two opportunities there to learn more about Social Security. Scott, one of the things that uh, dramatically is is shown in our Social Security workshops is you get to come and hear an expert from Social Security. Uh, Stephanie spends 27 years there. I don't know anybody that knows much more about Social Security than than she does. I walk in all the time and ask her these off-the-wall, <laughs> goofy questions, and just right off the top of her head, she rolls it out there with, and and oftentimes cites the, the federal code as to what- Rule when, number, blah, blah, yes. blah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when you go anywhere else, there's a couple of things that I would say about Social Security workshops in general. Number one, some folks charge you to go, and I think that's just ridiculous. And then secondly, I think that, that you know, when somebody other than an expert is presenting any information, then they're just kind of, you know, uh, miming the, the, the slides that are on the screen. Yeah. You know, they're just they're, they're kind of parroting what's what's being told to them to tell you, as opposed to being able to very adequately answer questions and, and very dynamically yeah. engage with the audience. I, I think the greatest benefit is that this is not PowerPoint based. We've seen too many PowerPoint presentations in life, you know, mm-hmm. but, but Stephanie can come in and go, all right, what are your questions? And frankly, that is how the majority of the evening goes. You know, if, if it's a quieter group, yeah, she'll go through some points on slides, <clears throat> but the majority of the evening is what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. And you get to hear those personalized answers. So you think about that, how that's going to flow. You're going to get dinner and you're going to get a Social Security question answered from someone who spent 27 years at the Social Security <laughs> Administration. Great opportunity. Signing up is free. Just go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events if you want to go to the one in Benton at the Benton Event Center on October 15th or Mike's Place in Conway on October 29th. And we also have one in Little Rock coming up on October 22nd. That one's on the three big risk, the three big risks that are universal to all retirees and some strategies to present as possible solutions to take those risks on. That's at 630. You can sign up at our website for that as well. And you can call and make an appointment with a Gen Wealth Advisor by calling 501-653-7355. Fear Factor Month is off and rolling. Next week, we're talking Social Security. We hope you'll join us then. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Peace.